And now another edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman. Every edition of Traveling with Paul Lasley and Elizabeth Harriman airs weekdays on the American Forces Network in countries around the world. Each show is also available as a podcast at ontravel.com and at iTunes. Just use the keyword on travel. Here's Paul and Elizabeth. Georgia, Africa, France, and Portugal. Those are just some of the things we're going to be talking about today on Traveling. I'm Elizabeth Harriman. And I'm Paul Lasley, and we welcome back Max Hartshorn, who is, well, the editor and doyen ruler of all things Go Nomad. And they have been doing really wonderful stuff on the air, so uh, on the website. So as a result, we thought we didn't get Max back on a regular basis here, and he would entertain us with his view of the world, which is not always the same view that you and I might have. Max, welcome back. Always great to be back with you guys. And yes, we're, we're in a new era, but you know, we're going to survive, Paul and Elizabeth. We're going to survive just fine. Our traveling days are coming back. I've um, had been nowhere, just like you probably, I've been nowhere since March 15th, was it? March 15th was uh, my last time I got a chance to venture out. But uh, fortunately, things are, I'm seeing the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. I've got a, a little hotel uh, trip in New York State coming up in July be fun to visit some hotels in the Chautauqua and uh, Watkins Glen, Finger Lake part of New York. So that's my next, that's my next journey. Well, that's so exciting. Max Hartzorn, of course, is with GoNomad.com. And yes, we've all been sheltering in place, but as travel begins to come back, uh, everybody's looking for places to go. And GoNomad.com is a great resource. So, um, Max, tell us about some of the things you're featuring on Go Nomad that people might be interested in, in depending on where they live, might be interested. Yeah, in they don't have to go, to. you know, well, they don't have to go anywhere to in order to enjoy some, some, some armchair travel, as we say. And uh, yeah, we talk about a few of the stories that we've come up that have been popular on Go Nomad. And one of the stories that uh, my friend Jackie Fink uh, wrote for us was a story about the Allman Brothers Big House. And uh, apparently um, there's a big house in Macon, Georgia, which oh. has become a museum and a shrine to that wonderful band, the Allman Brothers, which many of us older folks enjoyed when we were young and, and people are still enjoying the Allman Brothers. And so if you want to really get all your Allman Brothers history and all the Allman Brothers legacy, you make your way to Macon, Georgia and visit the big house. Well, you know, we were many years ago uh, uh, given a guide when we were in Nashville and turned out she had worked, uh, done something with the Almond Brothers band. We were very, excuse me, we were very impressed. We were very impressed. She was very good, wonderful person. She told us one of the more insightful things about Nashville ever. She said, every once in a while, you just have to get out of this town and let somebody yell at you. Because people the, are so nice there. So nice. <laughs> yeah. They are very nice. And so, at any rate, let's talk about Macon, Georgia. Uh, is that one of those places you have to get out and let people yell at you every once in a while? Exactly. You got to get a chance to get out. Macon is not, Macon does have a wonderful 
uh, musical history. And to, even today, it's a musical center. There's a lot of bands, Adam Macon, um, some of the more newer bands. But, you know, so you can go to the museum. It, it opened in 2009. It's an 18-room old Victor Tudor revival home built in, the ni- in 1900. And uh, it's where the, the great songs like Blue Sky, Midnight Rider, Rambling Man, they wrote them in this song because the Allman Brothers lived here from 1970 to 1973. So a short little window. But for fans of the band, you can really get get your get in on all of the information that you want. And people love soaking it in. I, we publish a number of articles. Jackie has been doing a number of articles for us about museums. She did a whole wonderful piece about the Johnny Cash Museum and the um, all the different other museums in, in, dedicated to like the George Jones Museum, both of which are in Nashville. And so she's ventured over to Macon. Now, you know, it was interesting, that, you know, the story about the, the Allman Brothers, that many of them have passed away. In fact, almost all of them have passed away. Greg has died, and, and Dwayne Allman, in 1971, left that big house and crashed his motorcycle and mm-hmm. passed away. And another member of the band, Barry Oakley, also died in that same year. So it was a, quite a sad, sad year for the Allman Brothers, but it's all documented in the big house. So you can go there and, and sort of get all of it. You can see their bedrooms. You can see a lot of the memorabilia. And, you know, people love museums. I tell you, more and more articles we're publishing about museums. Don't you guys love museums? We do. We do. And especially museums like this, which are the actual houses that people lived in. You can actually kind of see how they lived. And, of course, uh, during this time of sheltering in place, a lot of museums have been doing virtual tours so you've i think um they may get when things do fully open up again i think they may have some more patrons because a lot of people have been visiting online in the meantime don't you think yeah really is people they either get a chance to see it online but there is some amazing stuff you can see online now i, I can't you can go to the louvre and take a tour of the louvre you can take a tour of any museum in the world i think but some of these places are better seen in person so oh, sure. if you ever are in you know down in, in georgia and you're in the macon area you can see the graves of uh, of the more recently deceased craig almond and Dwayne, his brother, and Barry, they're all buried in the back of this place, right near, right near the near the house. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I love the details. Like in this story, they talk about um, some of the, like the doorway to the house. They only lived there for three years, 1970 to 1973. But in the doorway, this beautiful big doorway, there's mushrooms in the window and also um, guitars. And uh, mm. that is because the Allman Brothers loved experimenting with drugs and taking <laughs> psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, okay. So that was, that's an homage to their drug days. Oh, As you God. know, they were a, quite a druggy band. But uh, <laughs> so you can see that legacy in the artwork on the doorway into the, uh, at the outside of the, at the big house. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Well, there's, a, there's no doubt about some of the age that we've all <laughs> we've all been through, or even through memory, it's uh, or uh, or imagination. Imagination, that's right. And you know, it really a really a tragedy in many ways because uh, drugs took so many iconic figures in the rock. Too young. Uh, world. Took too many people. Too young. Too young and too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Well, amazingly, so many people who are twenty-seven years old for some reason. Mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. 
And, uh, and uh, the guy from the doors, they all died at age 27, which is oh, a weird coincidence. I did not realize that. And all just musical yeah. great. There, there's a podcast called The 27 Club. Oh. And it talks about all the musicians who have passed away at age 27. How so, interesting. Anyway, well, so, so that's the information about that. And, and I think another, again, we are eclectic as hell. I don't know we like to think of ourselves as sort of covering every aspect of travel. So we're going to switch gears a little bit, and I want to tell you about a friend of mine, and he goes by the name Max Globetrotter. And I met oh, Max, a wonderful guy, a big, garrulous, big guy from with an English accent, born in England, but he lives in Winnipeg, Kent, and John, oh. uh, you, uh, Max, you, Max, you're breaking up a little bit. You said this uh, Max Globetrotter lives in Winnipeg, Canada. Max Globetrotter. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, he's the writer. The television. No, no. Show, Max yes. Globetrotter is the is the nom de plume for my friend Max Johnson, ah. um, who has just come back from a, an, an incredible journey. Max has traveled to more countries than me by far. I think he's up to about 120 countries, and he went to a place that I've always read about, and I've never dared to go there. The the, the country of Guinea. Oh, Guinea oh, yes. is in West Africa, and it's a very poor country. It's probably about 150 out of 160 of the poorest countries on earth. But Max Johnson is a sweet guy. He decided that he needed to do something to help out poor people who are in Sierra Leone, the country right below Guinea. So Max and some of his friends bought an ambulance. A, a, a sprinter, you know, style kind of van ambulance. And they wanted to drive the ambulance all the way from France, all the way to get to, you know, the, the Straits of Gibraltar. Oh. They took on a ferry, went mm-hmm. right to Morocco, drove down Morocco and then Western Sahara, which is a bizarre, interesting situation. You know about Western Sahara. It's, it's a country that's not recognized because Morocco claims that it's owned by Morocco and Western <laughs> yes. Sahara has people that claim that they are Western Sahara. Uh-huh. So it's a real interesting story. And, and, and so he makes his way through Western Sahara and all the way down to, to Sierra, to um, Senegal, and then through there to Sierra, eventually to Sierra Leone. And they do it in an interesting way. It's a rally. It's called the Budapest Bamako Rally. And it's a bunch of people who started in Hungary, and they do these long journeys. This is popular, Paul. You ever heard of this? These these long journeys people do through Africa? Wow, I've heard of it. And, of course, some of them are legendary, and, and of course, the stories that come out of it are just amazing. Yeah, Paris to Dakar. Well, like the most the famous one is Paris to Dakar, which is you know Paris to Senegal. Um, and this one, they said, this journey, so he, he, he gets together with these other friends. Because, you know, you don't want to go to a place like Sierra Leone or Western Sahara by yourself. You take it in a giant um, caravan. 200 vehicles uh, wow. were taken. And, and all in a big line, all going down to, the, down to Africa. And so these guys sort of mixed in, you know. I but see. what was amazing to me was that when you see the pictures on the GoNomad.com website of what the roads are like in Guinea, it's just about 
unbelievable. I mean, these un, almost unpassable roads. Yeah. And they just somehow make it. They make this, they get this damn thing down there. I don't know how they did it, but they did it over roads that look like uh, they were never paved and they're basically overgrown by trees and giant boulders. And what a journey. Yes, it's quite a saga. I'm looking at it now on the website. And um, and then, of course, the goal in this was to deliver an ambulance then that uh, that they actually needed in the country, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they really needed it. And these yeah. are people in, like, you know, in Sierra Leone, they just don't have that many things mm-hmm. like, like uh, ambulances. So it was really a need, and this guy had picked it up. I think he got a pretty good deal on it. He got it in re- relatively reasonable price. And he makes his way down there. But, you know, this is the ultimate armchair category, don't you think? Yes. Nobody yeah, I'm not going to go this here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I might do part of the trip. But, uh, but I would, no, I, but it's fascinating to, to, to read about. It, it act, really it is. It absolutely is. I, I yeah, remember. the really ultimate armchair travel sailor. Take, you know, sort of listen to the hardships, listen to the journey, uh, but not have to actually make the journey oneself. <laughs> but uh, well, but Max has really uh, uh, got an interesting situation. He's he's a real kind of guy who will just go anywhere, do anything. He's got a real real spirit. And well, I, my hats off to a guy like him who can who can make such a good change and, and make such a help help so much. It sounds wonderful. And uh, we have the very spirited Max Hartshorn with us from GoNomad.com, and you are traveling on the American Forces Network and at OnTravel.com, and um. I'm Elizabeth Harriman here with Paul Lasley. And um, so we're chatting with Max about, uh, you know, travel is beginning to open up. And there are several stories on the GoNomad.com website that are that might inspire you to travel. Uh, yes. Either Well, some like this, <clears throat> like the ambulance story. If you have 200 friends with four-wheel drive vehicles, yeah. and you a lot of time drive from Paris to Guinea. That's right. Uh, so th- that's more the armchair travel kind of story. Um, but then there are other things that you actually might want to do, like go to Portugal, because Portugal is opening up. Now, not for American, re- not for U.S. residents yet, but I uh, believe for European, for most Europeans, Portugal is opening up. So, And you have a story about that on GoNomad.com, Max. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, that everybody's taking their time. Obviously, nobody wants to rush but people do want to rush because there's a real desire to get back. And Portugal is like like many countries, you know, very dependent on tourism and a wonderful tourism. It has been growing by so much. I've been to Portugal twice in the past four years, and each time I've gone, it's gotten better and better. Um, so they didn't do as badly. Like they only had thirty five thousand cases in in June, um, so not as bad as like France with one hundred fifty. But uh, they're basically like, you know, figuring out a way, ways to, uh, with social distancing. You know, again, I believe that it's going to be not only social distancing, but everything will be slightly different. But obviously, the flights will be different. Um, so now, Portugal, has, we have an article about, you know, how it's opening up. The airline that Portugal, uh, Portugal's national airline, TAP Portugal, is going to start flights on June 4th. They started on June 4th from Newark to Lisbon. Um, so there are flights. Um, I, I believe that you know citizens can go there at, at this point. Um, I don't think that you need to quarantine. That's one of the issues that I've been hearing about is that there are some countries that are open. Like I think if you want to go to France, 
I think you'd have you to go we there can't. and quarantine. We can't go to France. Uh, yeah, France has opened up to European Union. I, I don't think we can go anywhere yet because there's still a don't travel uh, a travel well, advisory. Well, no, but I, but I, I think I think Elizabeth. I think that I think that this um, the fact that they've got a flight from Newark to Lisbon that must mean that Americans are allowed to go to Portugal. Well, you would think so. Uh, you know, one of the things about the new normal of travel is that there is no new normal. Every day changes. Yeah. And uh, I think this is one of the things, if you're really adventuresome, if you really, really want to do something, I'd say go for it. But be aware that it can change hourly. Um, I think uh, there was going to be a cruise on the Columbia River this weekend, uh, American Cruise Line. They've had to cancel it because um, Oregon made their uh, uh, laws stricter about social distancing and everything else, and they're they're banning cruises in the short term. And that didn't that wasn't the case a week ago, but today it is. Yeah, so yeah, so it, things can change for sure. It yeah, changes so, Portugal, so fast. It does. Well, the, Portugal's idea is they're trying to promote this thing called "Don't Cancel." postpone. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is if you have booked trips, it says, uh, you know, in the article, he talks about uh, they're going to give vouchers to any tourists who are forced to cancel trips due due to the coronavirus. So if you had, say, for instance, set up a trip for July or June of 2020, they encourage you to reschedule those either to the fall, which is a great time to go to Portugal. I was in Portugal in September one year, and that's a perfect, it's perfectly warm there. You can go in the water and everything. So We were, we were there until, in the fall last year, and it is gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. It is. It's totally warm and, and totally yeah. fine. So if you had a trip in July and you moved it to September or even October, um, you could um, basically get a refund from, they're, they're encouraging anybody that's had any kind of tour business to allow people to have a very flexible, open-minded change of plans. And that, that's very reasonable. And I think we're seeing that more and more. I mean, these people, companies like airlines, and I'm sure American cruisers, they realize that you just have to let people have their comfort level, whatever that is, you know. Absolutely. Well, and uh, you're going to find a lot more regulations, both stricter ones and probably a little looser uh, as we go on. And again, you're just going to have to stay abreast of what's happening. I would suggest... Oh, checking every few hours. Yes, things <laughs> yeah. change so rapidly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well and Max, some, you know, in, in yeah. one, of, one of the other things about um, Portugal is the Azores. In the Azores, yes. uh, they really they have a real need for tourism. I mean, when I was in the Azores, I've been there twice, and each time there's fewer people there. It seems like, but they need more visitors, so they're actually sponsoring Ryanair flights. So you can oh, get my. a rebate for part of your flight if you were willing to go to the Azores. And fly Ryanair. <laughs> yes, that's the key. That, that, that's the, that's the sticky note. <laughs> okay, you broke up again there, Max. Could you just repeat what you said? Max, are you still there? Yeah, I'm right here. Can yeah, you hear me? Yeah, no, now we can. Can, can you hear me? You, now we can. Can you please repeat what you just said, though okay. you broke up? Yeah. I just said that Ryanair is being spot. that Portugal's Azores are sponsoring Ryanair. So they're trying to suggest that people, if they fly Ryanair and visit the Azores, they can get some of the money back for the flight. That's actually a subsidized flight. Cool. So that's pretty neat and pretty new. And the same thing is true in Cancun. 
if you if you go to Cancun, they will pay for half your hotel and pay for one of the airline tickets from the United States. Wow. Uh, that, that's how eager Cancun is now visitors again. So you can see that they're really moving to a new place. Well, and I think this has put the spotlight on something that Roger Dow and U.S. Travel has said for years, and that is the huge amount of money that travel represents. And it's money that real people get to use because, uh, you know, these are maids and room attendants and drivers and things like that. That money gets directly into the economy. And so it can... Oh, it really is. Yeah, it, there's nothing it, like it. I mean, it, it, well, the hard part for me is that somehow, I mean, although I agree it's, it's the driver of all the economy, but I was reading a long article just today, which is sort of sad, which is talking about maybe in a lot of ways, this is going to be good for the world because maybe some of this tourism isn't so good. And if you look at the over-touristed parts of, a, wow. of, the, of the world, like Venice, and, you know, mm. places like Machu Picchu, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. And, and some of the air quality that we've been seeing is staggering how much better it is. Yeah, so maybe, you know, maybe there's a reason to uh, to think that maybe there'll be some progress, maybe a little more armchair and a little less in person. I don't know. Well, you know, I do you think, never know. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think and our hope is that uh, when travel comes back, people will travel more thoughtfully, more mindfully and not just to collect countries, you know, but to like stay long, go to fewer places, but stay longer if they're able to work it out with their jobs and that kind of thing. I mean, it, it really got to be with the over tourism, it got to be that people were just going to countries to collect them and, you know, take their picture in front of some iconic building and you got the, and take a selfie, you know, and you got the feeling that, well, maybe they didn't really uh, absorb, immerse themselves in the local culture. I think that's going to be uh, more important than ever. And and so, yes, I mean, it, it, certainly, um, cer- it certainly has cut over tourism instantly, and, and hopefully tourism will come back, but perhaps in a more mindful, more thoughtful, more environmentally friendly way. At least that is one of our hopes. Well, uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit yeah. about yeah. something else that's coming up on Go Nomad because we only have like two minutes here, and uh, we'll follow up with you, of course. And, and so we can we can have you back, Max. Uh, what what are some things you'd like to talk about on your next show? Well, I'd like to talk about a friend of mine named Pat Hauser, a really great writer and a really great photographer, has gotten I spent some time last year in Victoria Falls, mm. and I'd like to talk about the highlights of Victoria Falls, as well as a crazy uh, festival in India called the Sangai Festival. So maybe we should talk about that next time. Oh, we've heard of a lot of festivals in India. Never the Sangai Festival. Uh, That would would be... There are festivals in India that defy logic or understanding. And Max, I'm sure, can probably attest to first-hand experience. Okay. Well, Max, it's been delightful to talk to you. Uh, you can find out about all of these things by going to gonomad.com. And Max Hartshorn is the editor of Go Nomad and a frequent guest here on Traveling. And um, so we'll have him back to talk about Victoria Falls and and a fascinating festival in India and other exciting things. Well, Max Hartshorn, Thank you so much for being with us again on Traveling. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. And thank you for being with us. I'm Elizabeth Harriman. I'm Paul Leslie. 
Stay safe. Join Paul and Elizabeth at any time since each episode of Traveling is available as a podcast on iTunes, keyword on travel, and at ontravel.com. You can join the global community on Twitter and Facebook at ontravelmedia, and you can email at traveling at ontravel.com. Your suggestions for show topics and comments are always welcome. Join us next time on the American Forces Network and at ontravel.com. I'm Fred Sater. 